Hey, it's Pat Gray. Today on the Glenn Beck Radio Program, we wonder where the COVID-19 scare went. We destroyed our economy because Democrats demanded we stay home. Now these same Democrats are silent while Americans come together in gatherings of thousands to protest and riot. Also, Glenn spends an hour listening to you to find out how you're doing during these crazy times. We discuss uh, Drew Brees' second apology video after he was attacked for standing up with something he believes in. According to The Hill, it looks like, this is going to surprise you too, it looks like Antifa is the group to blame for the violent riots across the country. And also, Glenn speaks with Joe Green, who's a business owner, and stood his ground during the riots by trying to defend his business. All of that and lots more coming up on the podcast. You're listening to... The best of the Glenn Beck program. This is the Glenn Beck program from the Standing Rock Ranch in God's country. Welcome to the program, Mr. Matt Walsh. He's the author of The Church of Cowards, also the host of The Matt Walsh Show. Uh, Matt, welcome. Hey, Glenn. Thanks for having me. You bet. Uh, you know, I want to I, I know we were going to talk about Tony Timpa and, and we will because it's really important uh, what you've exposed here. But I just want to ask you, as I think this is a very relevant question and uh, your book handles this well. What do you what do you mean by the church of cowards? Well, I mean, you know, when we look around at uh, at, at the church in, in, in the country today, I think it's uh, I think I think it's pretty, pretty clear to most Christians that. You know, it's a church infected by not just cowardice, but uh, I think complacency, you know, people's spiritual complacency, where we're just sort of floating along on the tide of, of the culture. And I, of course, I wrote this book before the lockdowns and everything else happened, but uh, everything that we've seen in the last few months has only, unfortunately, I think, sort of proven my point, especially as churches have been shut down and, and so many of us as Christians have just sort of gone along with that. Um, as our as our First Amendment rights were totally obliterated uh, on a on on a on a basis that, by the way, has now been exposed as a total sham because, of course, they've thrown all that to the side for the protest. So, unfortunately, I hate to say, you know, I like like I, I've been proven right by this, but uh, but I think I have been. Uh, so, Matt, what do you draw from uh, from this? We were just talking about it. I, I mean, this is the Reichstag fire now, and just like the Reichstag fire. It may have been started uh, by communists. Uh, it may have just been taken advantage of, or it could have been started by the Nazis. You don't really know for sure. And I think what's coming our way is 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 a large part, part and parcel with uh, the COVID-19 lockdowns. You would not have been able to have this kind of unrest without 20% unemployment. And uh, you could make the case... I think pretty easily that this was either planned or it was just used and then they hatched a plan along the way. Uh, I mean, I don't think we'll ever really know. Do you have an opinion on this? Yeah, I think it's a combination of factors. I think obviously it cannot be a coincidence that we're seeing this kind of mass unrest uh, three months into these lockdowns. I don't think that's a coincidence. We know Antifa's involvement. So there's a combination of factors, but I also think we should keep in mind that we shouldn't forget that uh, th- there have been riots and mass looting and violence at BLM protests 
for years now. I mean, before Antifa mm. was was as prominent as it is now. I mean, have we forgotten Ferguson, Baltimore? We've forgotten Dallas, where five police officers were executed at a BLM protest. So there's a weird thing that I've noticed among some conservative commentators, where it seems like they're trying to absolve BLM of any guilt and put this all on on Antifa and say, well, they're coming in and doing the rioting and looting. I know that they're partially responsible, but why are we pretending that Black Lives Matter has not also been a violent movement from its inception from day one? I don't know why we're pretending that. Well, I guess I do know why. I'm not being, I'm being intentionally naive, but uh, we should not pretend that because it is a, a violent movement in my opinion. I will t- I will tell you, Matt, that was the same thought I had uh, yesterday. I was watching the stuff and I thought we are just we're cleansing as a society. We're cleansing BLM and we're saying we're saying, well, they're not Antifa. Well, yeah, yeah, they are. Yeah, they are. Their goals are much the same uh, as as Antifa and their actions are much the same. Uh, one more thing on the Christian community, the the black box, which I refuse to tweet or anything else, this black box movement, it was tweeted out by so many people who were um, not just church members, but church leaders were 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 going ahead with the black box movement on this last Tuesday. If you go to the black box movement website, they they provide education for you. One of which is the 1619 project, which is thoroughly discredited. A horrible, horrible look at history makes our our founders, our pilgrims into nothing, nothing but racists. Where, 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 where do we go from truth uh, for truth if our if our own pastors and preachers can't find truth? Yeah, I think there's obviously a lot of empty virtue signaling that goes on. I think also people are, you know, of course, of course, they're afraid of being called racist. I mean, we I, I've heard from many conservatives, uh, you know, some prominent commentators and, and, and others saying that, yeah, well, I condemn the violence and rioting, and of course, everything, blah, blah, blah. But but uh, the, the message of the protests, I agree with. I mean, I, I support the message. I support the me- Well, do you really? Because look at what, 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 go to Black Lives Matter website and, and look at what they're saying about America and what they stand for. You, you support that now as a conservative? They're saying America is a white supremacist country that cops are out hunting for black people to kill. They're not, they don't defend or, or save black lives at all. They just kill black people. Um, you know, it, 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 we're, we're, we're a country infected by the virus of white supremacy, and white supremacists are killing black people every day. This is this is the, what Black Lives Matter is saying, and you've got conservatives now saying, "Oh yeah, I support that part of it." What do you mean you support that? I thought we're supposed to be standing against this kind of nonsense. We better stand. Well, against now wait a minute, wait, 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 wait. Let me let me let me make sure that I understand you, and we're on the same page because I support the criminal prosecution of the police officer who killed uh, George Floyd. Um, George Floyd's not a hero. He's not a martyr. He was a very bad guy. Uh, he should have been a criminal that went to jail. Should not have been somebody who was was killed uh, by a police officer. So I separate this with the police officer. I want to see him go to jail. And that part I support. Uh, and I want to see that all of, uh, you know, all of our cops are, are as clean as possible uh, that they can be. I support that. But I don't support Black Lives Matter. I don't support what they want. And I don't support the so-called protesters because when I listen to the interviews for them, they're saying either burn the entire thing down or I deserve this. So I'm going to take it. Neither of those do I agree with. Yeah, well, I, and, and I think you're exactly right. I mean, if, yes, I also agree with uh, 
that we need to prosecute okay. the officer that killed George Floyd. Everybody agrees with that. Everyone agreed from it from, with it from Everybody. day one. They arrested the officer. I mean, there's, there's really not much else to be said about it. We, we were all on the same page. It, and that's how we it's know a very rare time where we are this uh, where we're this lockstep and united in America. We had about one day where everyone was united in America. Everybody said, oh, yeah, this is horrible. And then all of a sudden we were made to believe like we would disagreed with each other. Yeah, and usually that's the thing with a protest. Usually it's you've got one side insisting on something and, and there are people disagreeing, which is why you need to protest. But if the protesters are saying prosecute uh, the, the killer justice for george floyd and everybody in america is like yeah i agree totally let's do that well if that's all you wanted to accomplish then you would put your signs down and go home it's like if a, as a pro-life protesters i mean we're out saying abolish abortion if the whole country said yep yeah, let's do it then we would say great and we would put our signs home and go home and we, we would celebrate and say we won so that's how we know that it's not just about george floyd because they're still out there obviously they want more than just justice for george floyd um, and, uh, we, and, you know, if you want to know what else they want, well, we just have to look at what Black Lives Matter is saying. So, Matt, you have made uh, Tony Timpa uh, rather famous uh, this week, a name I had never heard of. I live in Dallas. I didn't even know this story. Tell the story of Tony Timpa. Yeah, Tony, Tony Timpa was a, a white man uh, who was also killed by police. Uh, this happened a few years ago, back in 2016. Very similar situation. The video's out there now, the body cam footage. Very similar situation to George Floyd. He was, um, he was being arrested. They were on top of him. He couldn't breathe. He said many times, I, I, you know, I can't breathe. I'm going to die. They didn't listen to him. He died on the pavement. And uh, after he died, the police officers were cracking jokes. Uh, you know, they, now, they might have not, not known that he was dead, but they, thought, they knew he was unconscious, and they thought it was very funny. They did, they did not give him, uh, they did not administer you know, anything medical-wise. The other, the other part of this is that Tony Timpa, make it even more outrageous. Tony Timpa suffered from mental illness. He called the police to come help him. He realized that he was on the verge of, you know, he, he just, he needed, he hadn't he'd been off his medication. He knew he needed help. He did what you're supposed oh to do. And he, he called the police to come help him and they killed him instead. And, uh, I mean, it's just totally horrifying. It's at least as bad as George Floyd, if not worse. And yet, oh, I think um, it's we, I have to tell you, I think it's worse because he wasn't in a criminal act. The, the, we have to separate the act from the killing. They are two separate things. But here's a totally innocent guy who is calling and saying, help me. And they kill him. That's that's more insane right. than he thought he was. Exactly. And, and, and yet and this is not about look, this is not about what about ism or anything like that. I'm not trying to score point to make this into a racial scorecard thing uh we're just pointing out that these sorts of things happen all the time to people who are not black daniel shavers another case that i've i've mentioned a little bit more well known but that video is just the worst thing i've ever seen if you haven't seen the video of daniel shaver and you want to see it i, I warn you yeah. it's horrible but he was killed shot dead by police while begging for his life on his knees I mean, that's what they said happened to Michael Brown. It didn't happen to Michael Brown. That was a lie. It actually did happen to Daniel Shaver on his knees, begging for his life, saying, don't kill me, and they shot him. White man, you know, and, and this kind of thing happens all the time. The important point is that the po police brutality is a real problem, in my opinion. There's a real problem with the way sometimes the police go about things, even though it's a minority of cases, but it does happen. I don't think there's any reason to believe at all, actually, that it's racially motivated. I, I don't think it has anything to do with race. The vast majority of cases... 
I think it's, it's, you know, power trip. I think it's sometimes police officers don't value human life as much as they should. And then also sometimes this idea that, you know, there, there, there are some cops who don't want to take any chances at all with their own lives, none at all. And so they'd rather kill you than take any chance whatsoever. Now, fortunately, most cops don't operate that way. Some do. And I think that's what leads to Daniel Shaver, Tony Timpo, George Floyd, and many of these other cases. Um, if we're going to go further than that and say that, this person was killed because of their race, because this cop hated him because he was black. You're going to need some evidence for that. And it, the evidence cannot be that the person died because we know that happens to white people too. It happens to more white people. You need more evidence. I mean, maybe the cop who killed George Floyd was racist. Is there any evidence of that? Do we have anything else aside from the video of, of George Floyd dying? If we don't, and you're going around saying he was racist, that is irresponsible, reckless. And you have, you know, you, you have no reason to be saying it other than maybe you want it to be true for your narrative. Hey, Matt, it's Pat, it's Pat Gray. Um, it, it, do you know if any of the police officers were ever charged in this death? Did anybody, uh, was anybody brought to justice over Tony Timpa? Uh, I don't believe, I know in, in the case of Daniel Shaver, uh, nobody was, there was, there was no conviction. Wow. Uh, and I believe that was the case for Tony oh. Timpa as well. This is amazing. He, I mean, they were joking. Uh, they thought he was asleep. They tried to wake him. It's time for school. Wake up. Um, I don't want to go to school. Five more minutes, Mom, said the other uh, officer. They joke about buying him new shoes for the first day of school, making him special breakfast, laughing loudly. Uh, he is uh, he's dead. Um, uh, and, and there was nobody that even cared about this story. Nobody that even cared. So I think this says, if, I, if I'm not mistaken, Matt, you're, you're not playing whataboutism. You are saying that there is a problem with the police departments, but not all police departments are not all police. But there is something to be said for uh, the brutality that sometimes happens uh, with, a, you know, with, with certain cops. Yeah, exactly. And, that's, and if we want to really, if we're serious about addressing a problem, then we have to first diagnose it correctly. And if we're insisting on this racial narrative, then we can't possibly diagnose it correctly. Because then if we're, if we're saying, well, this is all racial, then, then, we've got, then what the hell are we going to say about Tony Timpa and Daniel Schaefer and the others? Um, we, we have, how, how does that, that doesn't fit with the theory. So there's obviously something else going on here. And um, I think I just I think that's how we have to look at it. And, you know, by the way, you know, twice as many white people are killed by cops every year as black people. Of course, there are many more white people in the country. So you could always point that out. But it's still if, if that's not if it's true that that cops are racist out hunting for black people to kill, which is what we're told by BLM, you would not expect based on that theory to find out that uh, there are twice as many white people killed by cops. It just it doesn't work with the racist cop theory, does it? But that's the fact. And so, again, I think it just means that we need a we need a different explanation other than the racial one uh, to get to the bottom of the police brutality issue. Host of the Matt Wall show on the Daily Wire. Good friends of ours. Uh, uh, ben Shapiro's Daily Wire, the Matt Wall show. You should check it out. Also, the author of Church of Cowards. His name is Matt Walsh. You follow him on Twitter at Matt Walsh blog. Thanks, Matt. Appreciate it. Father's Day is getting closer. Have you been hinting uh, about gifts at all or thinking about, you know, what to give to dad? Why not do a Father's Day up in style and get a Rectech grill? 
We as a family are cooking a lot on our Rectech at my house. I've been thrilled with it ever since I got one. It's sturdy. It's sleek. It's built like a tank. It's smart grilling technology because I am the dumbest griller alive. I have, I'm, I'm, I'm approaching master griller. I used to burn everything. And on top of that, I can control it from an app. You don't have to get off the couch to start it up and get it ready. No doubt about it. It's Rectech grills. Rectech, they're the best Father's Day present you can buy. And right now, Rectech is running a contest to give one away. You can enter today for your chance to win the same grill that I use with Rectech's Father's Day contest. Rectechgrills.com. That's R-E-C-T-E-C grills with an S dot com. That's rectechgrills.com slash back. Rectechgrills with an S dot com slash back. The best of the Glenn Beck program. Do people even want to hear people's opinion anymore? Because that's a problem. Sometimes we don't. We don't have honest conversations anymore. And honest is the key here. Not somebody who's trying to win. But just have, just understand. I just want to understand what you're saying. But we can't do that anymore. Because if you talk about facts, you're a racist. If you don't prostrate yourself in front of the mob, you're a racist. But I think millions of Americans are saying right now, I'm, I'm not a racist. Because I'm not. Maybe I've done racist things in the past, but I, I wasn't aware of it. It was a mistake. If I did it, I, I didn't know. But I try really hard to be open to everybody. I don't think I've ever done anything racist, but perhaps I have, and I would apologize for it to the people that were actually hurt at the time, not to a mob. I don't know anybody who's really, truly racist. And if I ever do hear those people, I immediately correct them and distance myself from them. And there's nothing I can do to alleviate racism in my life other than to, quite frankly, overcorrect and give preferable treatment to blacks or other minorities, which I, I, I find myself doing here and there, I guess, but I don't think it's fair. I'm not posting the black box, but that just means I'm sick of the mob. I'm not kneeling down to anybody. Sorry to say it, but the man that was buried today was not a martyr. He was a criminal. But like every other criminal, he should have been arrested respectfully and tried. But he was a criminal that was arrested and now celebrated. He shouldn't be celebrated. We should be condemning the act of what happened after he was arrested. I'm not happy with the police. I'm no mouthpiece for the police. I, quite honestly, have been worried for many years about the militarization of the police and police brutality. It seems to be getting worse with all races. And I don't think they're making matters any better for themselves. During the coronavirus, the police really bothered me. Do I need to complain more? Yeah, I guess I do. I mean, I think I'm being reasonable. You know, when you look at things, there are lots of things that are that are unacceptable. Let me show you a couple of video clips that I think were unacceptable. The uh, Buffalo PD and the attempt to murder an old man. Do you have these clips for me, Sarah? Here it is. 
This is absolutely This is a guy protesting COVID. All right. Let's go to the next clip. Absolutely unacceptable. Here's the next clip. What? Yep, Same thing. Got, that. got it. We got that on camera. Got it. Police brutality again. Hey, just, just arresting somebody just for marching. Or how about this one? Police officer in Virginia spits on a protester. COVID during the crisis. That's not. That's not right. Um. How about the how about the guy who had he's Hispanic and he had his door broken into play this one. I need to know why you busted my door in where the warrant is. First of all, because you need a, I don't care what kind of call you got outside from anybody walking around outside. You need a warrant to bust my door in. I just had four cops with AR-15s on my front door and busted it down because somebody called them, said a Hispanic male had his AR had an AK-47 or whatever. And, and that's all that's all the information you need to bust my door down. OK, are you ready for me to answer? No, I'm not. That's the question. OK, because I know you need more than I, 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 I've been, I'm well versed in this. OK, Okay. I've done time. I'm well versed in this. You have no right. I don't care who calls you. I answer. I don't care who calls you. You have no right to bust my door down without a warrant. Even if I did have an AK-47 in here, I am fully within my rights to own an AK-47. Okay, so this guy is, is an automatic, uh, an automatic firearm. This weapon. guy is ranting and raving, but he's right because the cops broke his door down because they said they had a a very vivid description. When asked what the vivid description was, a Hispanic nor uh, listen to him here. Under normal circumstances, a warrant is not needed. As what? Extenuating a circumstances. A full description. Okay. All you guys had was a Hispanic male. You had no clothes okay. on. You had, you this had, is wrong. You know, kind of All of this stuff is wrong. All of it is wrong. I'm very much in favor of the police being respectful of all of the public at all times, even in tough times. And I support them when they are. I'm in favor of firing every bad cop we can find. Constitutional Americans, you know what? We've been far too timid. We should have been marching in the streets peacefully until people are fired in the Justice Department and the FBI for the abuse of power and the corrupt procedures that they have used to frame innocent people in Washington, D.C. But we're just too docile. We don't do anything. Over the last 10 years, I've seen personally how the wheels of justice can grind a man, a race, or just people with political differences down into dust. I agree with the African-American. This system is corrupt and it needs to be cleaned. That said, when we're talking about police officers, that is an insanely tough job. I don't know how they do it. I don't want to ever do it. Somebody has to. But they're facing being maimed or being killed. And those good cops should be supported a thousand percent and deserve our respect and be held up as the heroes that they are. They do things that you wouldn't want to do and I wouldn't want to do. The bad cops should be terminated. But there's something else that needs to be said. When you look at the stats, maybe black males should stop doing so many crimes. 
37.5 of all violent crime is committed by African-Americans who make up 12% of the population. Now, there's one glaring factor that would bring the number of police interactions that they have to suffer through way down. This would be a good safety tip for all races, not just the blacks. Stop committing crimes. Now, that doesn't solve all the problems because I know a lot of white people that have gotten into a lot of trouble for going out and peacefully protesting coronavirus. And they were treated like criminals. So I know this is a couple of week thing or a couple of month thing, and it's been going on with with blacks forever in America. But I don't care what it looks like or who that person looks like when they come to kick down the door or to to ask you questions to make you feel like a criminal when you're not. That's got to stop. That's got to stop. But here's what we really have to say to one another. There are good black people and there are good white people. There are bad black people and there are bad white people. And if all black people don't want to be lumped in with all criminals and looters and they shouldn't be, then why is it okay to lump me in with all of the bad white people? Why is it okay to lump all of the bad cops in with all the good cops? It's almost like it's okay to stereotype cops or white people But anything else is literally hate speech. Factual data is hate. I can tell you right now, that data that I just gave you is going to be deemed hate speech. I'm going to have all kinds of problems with it. I don't care. I'm done with that. You know, Biden said that 10 to 15 percent of Americans are just not good people. Uh, blacks are 12% of the population. Do you think he was talking about them? 12, I'm sorry, 10 to 15% of Americans are just not good people. So who's he talking about? Which Americans are not good people? Do you realize that if Trump would have said that, that exact narrative, what they would have said about him, they would have said he was absolutely talking about black people. 10 to 15%? Whoa, that's kind of a coincidence, isn't it? Blacks are 12% of the population. And you know it's true. But instead, reasonable people give Biden the doubt. But let me ask you this. If you believe that 10 to 15% of Americans are bad people, which I think is awfully high, what are you going to do about it? Are you going to round them up? Are you going to ban them from the Internet? Are you going to kill them? What are you going to do? People have a right to be jerks. People have a right to be flat-out racist. I don't like it. I don't want them around me. But they have a right to do that. Let me give you an example. This is from a Twitter feed from uh, John Boyega. I really effing hate racists. Dexie Dale, nobody loves racists. I'm from Nigeria. My ex said she hates whites, so I broke up with her. John responds, I'm talking about the white on black racism, the kind that ruined the world, not caused a little breakup with your girlfriend. Why is that on Twitter? Why can I find that on Twitter? That's racist. But it's fine with everybody on the left. How is this acceptable? This is not about all men are created equal. It's not. This is not about justice. 
fair and equal justice for all. This is, if I may, a dog whistle. He's saying he hates a segment of white people. And that's allowable because of world history. Mark my words, the world will weep, will weep when they see when the European societies that have been built over the centuries, ugly as they have been in the past and even ugly as they are now, when they are removed from the face of the earth, the world will weep and finally recognize what they actually had. This is the best of the Glenn Beck program. Now, I saw a story, I think it was on Monday, about the owner of the Broadway Wine and Spirits in Santa Monica, who was protecting himself and his uh, store with neighbors and friends. They all kind of got together uh, and they were protecting uh, his store with, I believe the article said, automatic weapons or semi-automatic weapons. Uh, ARs. Uh, I didn't even know you could have an AR in in California, but I wanted to talk to him because there's a good there's a good ending to this story. And Joe Green is on with us now. Hi, Joe. Hi. How you doing? I'm good. So tell me what happened Sunday night. How did this unfold? Well, you, you know, we we thought it was going to be a, a, a peaceful protest, but we've had a few others uh, a protest here nearby in California, and they they turned bad. A lot of looting and a lot of uh, vandalism. So when they came to Santa Monica, you know, they were gathered at the oceanfront down there, and and the crowd just, it got tremendous. When they were showing aerial views, it was just a lot of people. Uh, At that time, I knew that, you know, our police department couldn't uh, handle it. it. Yeah, it was overwhelmed. So... Uh, then when the looting started, because we have a third street promenade, which is just three blocks off the ocean, and when it started, then that's that's when, you know, I started preparing myself. I, I you know, I closed up the store, I got my wife out of here, and, you know, I started calling a few friends to see what was going on, and I, I it started really early. I mean, this is like 3.30, 4 o'clock. I mean, it's uh, broad daylight. Uh, so it uh, it got scary. I mean, well, I'm all for protesting, and I'm all for Black Lives Matter. I, I, you know, uh, something needs to be done about that. But looting and vandalizing and destroying somebody's livelihood, not acceptable. So, Joe, um, did, did you have ARs that you were protecting the store with? Yes. Uh, you know, a few of my uh, neighbors, uh, you know, they're licensed uh, gun owners, and uh, they had uh, an AR, and uh, the person across the street had an AR. We had 9 millimeters, 12-gauge, uh, a few bats. <laughs> you know, we just, uh, you know, they wasn't going to come in here and take this store and, without a fight. You know, it's just, I mean, it's... it's doesn't that make you... Doesn't that make you... Um almost a pariah in california well a lot of people frown on it you know because you have a lot of liberals out here that just you know you should just lock up and and that's what your insurance is for well insurance doesn't cover that you know insurance doesn't cover inventory loss you know it's a (laughs) 
So, so you went in about three o'clock in the afternoon is when you started uh, thinking trouble is coming. And it's it came shortly after your windows were smashed. And by the time you got there, people were starting to smash more and try to get in and, and grab things. But you didn't go home. The, the the authorities didn't actually arrive till the National Guard arrived at what, about four o'clock in the morning? Four o'clock the next morning. Yes. So it was a long night. I bet it was. It, I, uh, it was. I mean, like I said, I've never seen anything like it. I don't want to ever relive Sunday. I mean, that's <laughs> it, it. It it got really dicey, and I, you know, I have friends out here and 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 customers that were standing with me, and I would never be able to live with myself if anything happened to any one of them. You know. So, so I'm just Joe, glad it turned you, out what it, how it did. I want to get to the ending of the story here in a second, but I, I want to I want to ask you, how do Californians and business people uh, react when you've been told by the the governor and specifically the mayor of Los Angeles has been I think one of the worst is that we're not fully going to be reopened uh, until uh, there's a cure for coronavirus. They've been arresting people that have been surfing on the beaches. Uh, they've kept stores closed all because of coronavirus. And now they're saying that it's okay. And in fact, the mayor of Los Angeles is marching down the street with the protesters at times without a mask. Does this make sense to you? How do you process that? It's it's like a double standard. You know, it's just like... <laughs> You know, you tell the stores that are open that you have to have social distancing and you have to wear a mask, but uh, but you can gather and and these humongous. I mean, I couldn't. Uh, probably five thousand people down there on Sunday. Nobody, you know, most wearing masks, but a lot not wearing masks and not social distancing, and you know, it's just uh, and then. You know, like like you were saying, uh, you know, the mayor and uh, it's the it's just put a lot of businesses uh, in in dire straits. I mean, they're they're struggling to so, make it. So, what do people in California that you know, Joe, say of this? Because I think there's a lot of people around the country that say, "Wait a minute, I, I do believe the coronavirus was real." But did they just take advantage of this? Did they believe any of this? Why why are doctors now coming out and saying that, uh, you know, racism is a plague on humanity? And so if you're going to protest racism, that's more important than the coronavirus. How are doctors saying these things when when so many people have lost their jobs or lost their businesses? How do you reconcile this in California with your leadership? That's one of the they main it? questions. I mean, it's just like we're ready to reopen. I mean, I, I, my, you know, the barber shops, the hairdressers, nail salons, the restaurants, especially the restaurants. I mean, this is the, you know, most people, they, you know, they, nobody goes home and cooks a meal anymore because both parents have to work. You know, it's just, uh, you know, so we're we're ready for it to open up. We're ready for business to get back to normal, and it's. Uh, it it's been tough, and then like I said, with uh, with with all this on top of it, you know, and then you use the coronavirus, and 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 then, but it's okay to protest, and and it just, I know a lot of people that are ready for all this to end and just get back to some normality here. Um, oh, let me just take you to the ending of the story. The next day, you saw a guy with a broom. Tell me what happened. The next day, the sun was coming up. 
the the National Guard done made it its way downtown. I'm just like, wow. You know, we have a few helicopters up there, but the light is starting to come out. I see a middle-aged black gentleman coming down the street with a broom in his dustpan, and he says, we have to start somewhere. And it was just, it was beautiful. And I mean, within an hour, the community, I mean, it was a beautiful thing. The community came together, and you couldn't even tell within, by, the, by 12 noon Monday, all the graffiti was gone, all the, all the, car, all the every, all, everything was gone, glass was cleaned up, windows were boarded. I mean, it was a community coming together. It was nice. Joe, thanks for ending it there. God bless you. Thank you. And best to uh, you and your customers at Broadway Wine and Spirits in Santa Monica. Uh. 